Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Cisco Technology Podcast. Uh, you're joined by me, Justin Woolen, your regular host. Uh, you can contact the podcast at, at Justin Woolen or you can uh, email me at justin.woolen at cisco.com. That's two O's and one L. We're joined by our co-host, our regular co-host, Mark. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to me. Yeah. Why is he welcome to me? I don't know. It's just random. God. Uh, but we're also joined by uh, one of our illustrious leaders from uh, in Cisco, Ivan Duggan. Welcome. <laughs> it's, it's a new show thing, all right? It's an yeah, thing. We just yeah, say welcome. Yeah, welcome, yeah. everybody, to listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, um, Ivan, I, I, as, as most probably people know on the podcast, uh, I work in the enterprise networking team. I asked Ivan to join us today. One thing... He's Irish, so the one thing that the Irish are best at is talking. I thought, well, let's get a good chatty fella on the podcast. So that's why we're here today uh, to talk about some laughing. <laughs> That's your only qualification, clearly. So I'm here because I can talk, not because I have something to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. There you go. So that I mean, let's let's be honest. You, know, you yeah. mean we've we've been we've chatted plenty of times over a beer. So I thought, you mean he's a good chatty fella. Um, so yeah. So do you want to introduce yourself, or have I done it already? I think you've done a really good job, uh, but it, I shorten it to 10 seconds rather than two minutes. Oh, okay. um, so I lead enterprise networking technology sales for EMEA, Europe, Middle East, Africa and Russia. I think it's making sure that our customers understand the criticality of the network and the criticality of the network to their business yeah. and how an architectural framework leveraging an intelligent network is really going to help them to yeah. digitize their business. So that leads into a point when we were prepping and we do do prep. If you might not think so. Uh, when was that? I don't know. <laughs> but we do do better. But the one question you brought up, Mark, was about yeah. what is... Yeah, I, I think it's the question that, uh, you know, you asked me, what, what would a customer ask you if they were faced with DNA or digital network architecture? And I think the, the, the probably slight sense of version is what, what is it and why is it important to me? And what, what is it going to mean to me? What's, what's the value it's bringing? So when you look at what organizations are trying to do, right, they're trying to always capture a market trend. Yeah. Um, and the market trend we're seeing right now is the digitization of businesses. Right? Okay. Organizations looking at how they can leverage technology to gain competitive advantage and to interact with customers in a completely different way. So the, the last time I've seen, and I've been with Cisco quite some time, um, <laughs> I had hair, I was younger, all of that kind of really cool <laughs> stuff. We had an architectural vision which was around Avid, the architecture for voice and video integration. I remember it well. Oh, I remember learning that before I came to Cisco. <laughs> was that in second year? <laughs> second year. <laughs> second class. Yeah, yeah. So rude. Yeah. So rude. So, so that was really all around the converged market dynamics back then and the market transition in terms of voice, video, data onto the one network. And, and Cisco were a leader in terms of how we helped customers do that and achieve that within their businesses. Um, and the digitization market transition now is really all about data and it's about leveraging data to be more effective, to make, be more agile and to make quicker business decisions. But enabling your staff and your clients to interact completely different. So it's the user experience as well. Do you have some examples we can sort of, because you could be sat there listening to this and going, right, okay, I, I think I sort of get it, but are there any... You can say examples where customers have, or yeah. organizations have yeah. done, yeah. gone through this transition of digitization. There's plenty. You know, if you look at, say, for example, you look at a Ryanair, right? You know, you go back 10 years ago, uh, or less even five years ago, you had to buy your flight tickets from a travel agency. Mm -hmm. 
you can't do that now. Every ticket yeah. you buy is a digital ticket online. You don't have to check in anymore. Sure. It's on your phone. So that's an organization that really embraced yeah. digitization so and actually have grown from being probably a very small airline to the biggest airline in Europe yeah. by leveraging intelligence, the network, and information. So just so, just so I've got that right then, it's the, a business looking at what processes go on within it mm and how digital technology can be able to enhance, replace, improve yeah. their business. Yes. Is that? It, it is, but it's looking at the, how they can deliver those services in a number of different ways. And, and how do you set the company up yeah. to be able to leverage information technology in a very effective way? But, but then to do that, it, it's really about the foundational network infrastructure. Yeah, because everything connects to the network. And if you can right. have the most the best application in the world, yeah. but if it's every single experience is affected by a slow network that's not been designed well, optimized to deliver digital services yeah, over yeah, it, yeah. You mean, then that's when people, that's where people need to really look at as well. It's fundamentally important to it. It's like a house, you can build a house, but if you don't look at the foundation of what that house is and make sure the foundation is built correctly, I don't know if that's the right analogy. It, it is, but what we're also seeing, and, and people are, will be well aware of that, is the transition to cloud, right? the transition to remote. Yeah. Right? Organizations are looking at how they can leverage applications and information that, that are dispersed right across the globe. Yeah. If you look at Apple as an example, and iTunes, look at the amount of applications that are available there, and they're not being written by Apple. No. They're being written by multiple data uh, writers, Developers. Application developers from anywhere in any location. So now it's about companies looking at, okay, what can I use and then how can I make people yeah. efficient and have really strong user experience by giving them access to those applications and they might sit in the cloud. So our, our, our DNA, our digital network architecture is really about the intelligence in the network and then layering virtualized services on top of that, driving automation, orchestration, and control in terms of how you're managing yeah. uh, and orchestrating the deployment of that across multiple sites and multiple countries, and then connecting to any application on any cloud and doing all that seamlessly. But then the most important thing is analytics. Yeah. How do you really understand what's happening in your network from a security perspective, mm -hmm. but also from an intelligence around how you can make critical, instantaneous business decisions that give you that competitive advantage yeah. by looking at everything that's happening on your network and taking those analytics out and being proactive around how you use them. Oh wow! Yeah. So I mean, I've I've seen some great presentations around this, and a lot of it ties back to I had a great description which might give the wrong connotation, but it was about traditional businesses have quite stable, well-trodden paths when it comes to their processes, their business processes. They're quite stable. They're well-defined. A digitized business, often those processes have to be almost by definition unstable because they're always changing. They're always changing based upon the analytics that are being provided to it at any given point. And, because, and, and trying to have it, and, and that's a real point, because you talk about the network as a, it's the foundation. It mm -hmm. needs to be, it's, it's fundamental to be able to look at businesses to digitize yeah. in an IT world or in a connected world. Mm -hmm. The thing is, that, and you talk about well-trodden paths, is mm -hmm. that the network is something that doesn't change much. In As the past, it hasn't changed much. Yeah. And, I think and, that's and, and I think that's the thing of, of a network is always right. It's been built, we design it, you put it in, you turn it on, you leave optimize it. it, you save the config, and then you leave it. Yeah. And then you maybe upgrade OS as, as times go, go on, mm. hopefully. Mm. <laughs> Especially when you get security <laughs> risks and all that come out anyway. 
again, we're not going to talk about security today. But that's the bit that's always been the challenge. So allowing a business to be agile, the network needs to be agile as well, though, isn't it? And that's where sort of that automation piece you talk about. People yeah. often talk about the network going away and, and yeah. potentially white box, and then you're layering yeah. applications and services on top of it. And, and that's a fallacy. That's yeah. not going to happen. It's kind of like you know, we talk about the iPhone. Mm -hmm. you know, has Apple been successful because they delivered an iPhone? Mm -hmm. You know, Samsung have delivered an intelligent phone, as have loads of other And there are other vendors out there as well. Correct. But what's made Apple so successful is the platform. It's yeah, iTunes. Yeah, and people's ability to connect to information and leverage information on a device that's mm -hmm. intelligent. So the device is still intelligent. And the network is the same. You're still going to have you still gonna have to have physical connectivity in a lot of areas. Mm -hmm. And then you, uh, you, you have remote connectivity, be it wireless or from a branch location. But those access points still have to be connected. So there are elements that will remain the same. There's nothing that can really change, so carry on. But, but those elements still need to be intelligent, right? Because yes. you're delivering much more um, intelligence because your applications and service have to reside on it. You're mm -hmm. delivering voice, video, data. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and you've got to qualify, classify, prioritize, and secure all of that information. Mm -hmm. Because if you come into my company, how do you know that your data is secure? Mm -hmm. yeah. how, do, how do I know that you're not going to go after my data? So those devices still need to be intelligent. And that's why we talk about the intelligent network. Yeah. Once we are we're virtualizing some services, so we're going to collapse the quantity of devices, mm -hmm. so you don't need a caching engine anymore. That's a virtualized yeah. service. You don't need a firewall yeah. anymore. That's now a virtualized service. A controller, that's now a virtualized service. Mm -hmm. So we're layering virtualized services onto a hardware device and then delivering that intelligence back on it. So simple terms then, it's about, well, part of the DNA architecture, I know we've already talked about part of it, is, yeah. is, is that um, virtualization part of it, of being able to go, do I need a router? Do I need a firewall? Mm -hmm. Do I need a application optimization physical. engine? Phys physical, yeah, 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 yeah. Mark, keep yes. me honest there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do, I, I need those functions, mm. but do I need it running on a separate platform? Yeah. No, mm. because we the way we, we're Correct. delivering it is now is what function do you need and what platform do you need it on? Mm. And then choosing the right thing for the right job for the right time. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I've got to ask a question because you told me I can't talk about security. Today. Oh. Ivan has mentioned it at least three times. But I let him get away with it. So, so um, I know that security is a core part of the proposition within DNA. So do you want right. to talk about what that means in terms of how the security story is evolving within the architecture? Absolutely. And security is a critical element around how customers can be compliant and have mm -hmm. a, a, an appropriate policy based on the vertical industry they're in, mm -hmm. okay? And, and it varies for different industries, obviously financial being mm -hmm. much more regulated. But what organizations want now is to be able to connect everybody. Mm -hmm. So they're opening up the network. So it's, it's less about signature-based threat defense and, and I, I normally equate it about going to a nightclub, right? And you walk you up. You remember when you went to nightclub? I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, yeah. I have a picture to prove it. Oh, no. <laughs> we can tweet that. Is that, is that yeah, we'll tweet the, tweet the picture with you in hair. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, so you go up to a bouncer and he looks at you, he stops you, looks for your ID. Are you okay? Yeah, you can come into my, my club. You're not going to cause I don't think you're going to cause a problem. Um, so that's historically how we did it. Now it's kind of like an open air free concert everybody's allowed in because they want everybody in there and how do you maintain a security posture around that and then become cctv roaming security guards and it's about who's behaving appropriately based on 
your criteria of so yeah. So if you looked at like what model now, looks like, yes. yeah, yeah. So you know, you, so, you just the thing that fired off in my head then is when you look at sort of. Uh, retail security they're looking for behaviors now they want right. to see they're using cameras they're not using a security guard to walk around the store spot people they've yeah. got cameras that are recording and going I'm I can recognize odd behavior yeah. or behavior that lingering ling too long yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then so then they all then go security guard go and speak yeah. to this person well, well the difficulty is is not every bad guy wears a stripy jumper and a mask I mean that's that's sort of the reality and the same is true in IT security is is that the bad stuff is so hard to spot and it changes so frequently that you can't rely upon that, that yeah. mechanism. So you've got to look at the behavior. And yeah. a, an interesting tidbit is that LinkedIn know that you're looking for a job before you consciously yeah. realize Because you've just job. updated your because profile. Because of how you behave with your profile on yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Justin. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so so from that, yeah. it's just expanding that just a little bit. So now organizations want everybody on, how do we how do we ensure that they feel confident mm -hmm. that their data is secure? How are we delivering our confidence to the users that their data is secure, but they have access to the services of that customer? So how do we do that? Really then? So that's security in the network, which is going back to what the DNA architecture is all about. So it's not layering levels of security on top, it's bringing it in. So as we sort of like in, yeah, add more firewalls, add more IDS, IPS appliances, it's about actually, those are great, but now the network is a fundamental part of this, your security architecture. Yeah. And, and to give an example of how that works, so in, in the switch as an example, you have NetFlow. NetFlow just looks at every single activity on the network and captures yeah. it all. Now that's great data, but what do you do with it? How yeah. is it effective? Uh, we recently acquired a company called Lancop, yeah. who have a fantastic application called StealthWatch, which now interrogates that data. So that's a really example of hardware a virtualized service sitting on the hardware uh, an application that's connecting to that hardware looking at and interrogating the data and then we delivering out intelligence through analytics to to the security team on what's happening what they should look out for the behavior changes etc so we're bringing security right into the network to allow people to identify threats much more effectively. And then the automation part of that, where it links into the security architecture, which we've never really had before, no. of identifying a bad behavior, or, or identifying behavior through the data on the network, yeah. and then being able to go, what do I do about this data? Yeah. And then being able for the network, for the security architecture to be able to go, this person needs to be, this device needs to be kicked off the network, yeah. and the network then to kick off. So yeah. the automation of that now means that my network is, again, it's dynamic, it's changing, but it's changing based on the data yeah. that then keeps you secure. Yeah. So you can then go, do you know what, I can allow people on the network, mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't matter how good and how honorable your intents are, you could actually have a piece of malware on your on your yeah. device that you didn't know about that you could just bring it on. So I know that I'm a good person, I brought my, I'm, tr I'm not gonna do anything bad, mm. but nothing would ever spot that until the bad behaviors happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's where yeah. the analytical behavior, analytical information in the network. Right. Yeah. Yeah, as an example, we spoke about LinkedIn, um, but just say a manager comes in to work every morning at 7 a.m. and, and goes through sales files mm -hmm. um, and progress sheets, etc. But then all of a sudden they come in at 5 o'clock in the morning for a week and they're mm -hmm. going through HR databases, yeah. client databases that they normally mm -hmm. wouldn't go at. Mm -hmm. One big red flag, they, uh, that individual is partitioned and queried. Yeah, right? yeah. So you're, you're preempting a potential threat to the network. Yeah. And, and as you know, with the new EU laws about um, being 
hacked uh, or your network being you know targeted, you have to now proactively announce that to the European Commission, and there's massive fines yeah. for doing that. Right? So people yeah. want to be proactive around what happens mm -hmm. to the network, and yeah. want to be much more aggressive in terms of how they do that. So yes. identification and remediation. Okay. Yeah. So basically, so the 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 new European General Data Protection Regulation, which is due to come in in the next year or so. Is that pre-exit or post-Brexit? Well, who, who knows, <laughs> who knows uh, what the implications there will be, but let's assume for one minute that we are, we in the UK will be regulated under that new, under that new European regulation. Um, as Ivan was saying, there will be, there's mandatory breach notification. So you have to, as an organisation, mm -hmm. you are obliged to notify the authorities of breach. So in the UK, you'd have to notify the Information Commissioner's Office. Uh, fines are capped I think at about four percent of your company's turnover. Whoa. Or you know, or a few million euros. Is, yeah, so yeah. compared to current yeah. fines for things these kind of things which are sort of capped at about half a million pounds. And irrespective of all brings it if you, if you're trading with European Yes. Yeah, because if you've got two customers, yeah. You will have to adhere to their these. laws. Yes. Yeah, because they're gonna yeah. say I'm not gonna trade with you unless you unless you apply by this. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 wow. Yeah. Okay. That's all about and that's the thing is that breach notification. How do you improve breach notification? You have to know what's going on. And and, and the way that is is because you're capturing that data from you're the network. Because that, yeah. that is like it's because that's the place that every piece of data touches. Funnily enough. You know, and that's a fantastic example of what I spoke about earlier, which was the network, virtualized services residing on the network, automation, applications and analytics and how we do all of that yeah. in yeah. a very secure way and deliver yeah. very strong outcomes. Now so that's so I'm happy I've got my security bit in now, so yeah, I'm just going to well, sit back bikes. <laughs> See you later, Mark. So what else is it? So we've, we've talked quite eloquently of, of why we're doing DNA, yeah. why we've done it. We've talked about how you mean, businesses need to digitise and having the network fundamentally ready to do that. Uh, and the next thing is, you, you mentioned it earlier on, is sort of about just agility, simple, simplification and automation. And, automation. Yeah. and sort of, do you want to go into a bit, that, a bit more depth? Yeah, so when you look at the network uh, and when you look at how organizations are deploying networks now, uh, and particularly organizations that have multiple sites, mm -hmm. not everybody is in a campus now. 80% yeah. of your, um, your staff will reside outside of the campus. So we're actually seeing a trend of dollars moving away in terms of building up data centers mm -hmm. and campus networks into how you can distribute intelligence right across your organization, ensuring that you're getting high quality user experience at the branch. Mm -hmm. And that's really all about automation and orchestration. So how can you uh, automate the, the management, the, um, the creation of the, uh, the inner workings of the network or the, the, the unit and then deploy it out, right? So yeah. in terms of, historically it was CLI, in terms of command line interface and how you program something and set so it So it's very manual, very manual. Very approach. manual and user, um, individual intensive. Now it's a case of leveraging what we call APKM. Which, which is, is application policy infrastructure controller hyphen enterprise module. <laughs> We've done a podcast on that. <laughs> we did. Fantastic, fantastic. So leveraging that gives you the ability to set up, to first of all view the whole network holistically, yeah. and then to set up a policy around what is allowed, what isn't allowed in each of the devices right across your network, and effectively hit go, and it automatically goes out and pre-populates 
the um, the files into each of those devices. So that's part of our like. So if people have listened to the other podcasts, our software defined networking mm-hmm. podcast, where we, we introduced the, the the concept of SDN and we talked about how we're doing that with the yeah. APIC yeah. Uh, APIC controller. Correct. And it is that way of, of automating and, and running a network on policy, not configuration. It, it, you yeah, mean that, that's the thing of going away from right a very IT centric view of things. Mm-hmm. This is how I want my network set up. I want it segmented in this way with VLANs and yeah. things like that and ACLs, access control list for anyone who's listening. And that's a really big process. So if you're mm-hmm. going to digitize and want a network that's going to be able to run, be agile enough to make to change mm-hmm. as and when your business needs it to do mm-hmm. and to be have the network and IT as agile as the business needs to be, that's where automation and policy comes yeah. into it. Is that right? Yeah. Correct. Good. I've, got, I've been listening. I'm going to give you nine and a half out of ten. For <laughs> oh, thank you very much. That's Cheers. Sorry, I've had you. That is. That is the highest. <laughs> I'm just a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. So from that perspective, then being able to deliver out the devices out to the network remotely and power up a branch instantaneously, instantaneously is saving significantly on costs. Right? Uh, also, headcount in terms of having bodies to go and do that. But you're able then to change policies very very quickly based on the requirements of the people in those so locations. a business could be very agile in terms of opening offices closing office moving office changing infrastructure right okay this plant this area is going to do this this week and next yeah. week could be doing something else yeah. both needing very different types of it infrastructure and it policy yeah but then you'd have the sales department coming in saying oh we just saw this fantastic new application we've yeah. just signed a three-year agreement to leverage the licenses on this we want this rolled out to all of our sales staff right across the globe yeah. boom it's yeah. rolled out very simply yeah. very easy now people have access to that application which resides in the, in the yeah. cloud and makes them much more productive yeah and the network's fundamental to both from a from a user perspective because we talked very much about the business what does the business need? Yeah. But then the big part of the business is the people. So how is DNA going to be able to help sort of with the, the day-to-day experience of, a, of, a, of a, a member of staff within an organisation? You know, I often talk about um, the fact that organisations spend a lot of money looking at how they can deliver services in a branch mm-hmm. or a very large office where they have a 1,000 or 2,000 campus type scenario and spend very little in the branch when actually 80% of your users reside in the branch. And your branch is at the end of your smallest pipe. Mm -hmm. It might be a meg or two meg or 500k. It might be quite a small pipe. So you now have a restriction in terms of how you're transferring data and then you can't deliver user experience at the far end. So as part of the DNA architecture in terms of how we deliver virtualized services on an intelligent device at the end of the network, which is the router, we can now deliver um, PFR. We can. So we, what's PF, PFR? It, it's it's pack control. Right? Okay. Performance routing. Performance routing. Yeah. Uh, ABC. Right. That's application visibility. And control. Um, we can then de- deliver uh, virtualized caching, mm-hmm. virtualized WAS, which is around white application services in terms of. Yeah, application optimization. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We can we can then deliver virtualized firewall. We can deliver a virtualized call manager that sits in the SRSD, survival remote site telephony. So we're delivering all of these services on a router, which we now call an intelligent client that sits at the edge of your network. So now we're managing all that data and then you're delivering it out to the users so that they get an experience similar to what they've had 
or would have had in the campus. Yeah. So, now so if you're in the head office, so if you're working out in a branch office, for example, you look at now. Thing has the most branches, retailer yeah. being able to say right exactly the same experience if you have if you're in the head office if you are in a smaller store yeah. at the end of an ADSL ride, for yeah. example. And that's what you want. You want to make the individuals in the branches as productive and as efficient as the people in head office. You want to make them feel like they have an experience which is not, man, it takes forever to download. But that's the an interesting thing, then, because then you can start to look at, well, what do I need to be running in that branch? Do I need, and we talk about cloud. Yeah. You're going, do I need to host my application myself? Do I need to host it in the branch? Yep. Do I need to host, or can, do I really want to host it in a cloud? And, if yeah. I've got, and, and most companies now look at cloud first, yeah. is if it's in the cloud, then how do I get access to that cloud? And if the network is then optimized to deliver a great experience wherever that cloud may be, or however you access that cloud, yeah. then that makes it. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to look alternative then and start looking at, say, maybe even 4G, internet. Mm -hmm. Because you have those options, because the intelligence then gives you those options. It's kind of like, from a Cisco perspective, we have WebEx, yeah. right? And I work from home, I live in Limerick. Um, I have uh, a telepresence unit at home, which is great. I see everybody full size, so I don't have to travel as much as historically I used to have to travel. So my experience in interacting with mm. people is exactly the same as if I was in the office. Yeah. Um, but if I go onto a WebEx, I don't go on the company's network to Amsterdam or to the UK because you have thousands of people then you're just going to jam the company network. Yeah. So we break that out and send it to the internet. Yeah. It keeps it off the company network so it allows the network to do the things that it needs Yeah, and, to and do. that's the interesting thing, is it? Because there's been that strategy of bringing, right, I'll bring all the internet back into a single point, I'll buy mm -hmm. one pipe, and then, yeah. but then everybody VPNs in or everybody comes into the yeah, network and, and then bounce and then goes straight out. So that, that's an interesting way of going, break, getting out to the cloud at your nearest opportune moment mm -hmm. to get out to the cloud if yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. if you're working from home you've got your own broadband why do I need to go all the way into Amsterdam to go out to yeah. go out to the cloud yeah. I can go to the cloud straight from home yeah. as long as I've got policy and security that allows yeah. it and enforces it which goes back to security in the network so we're delivering the capability of organizations to be confident to allow their users to break out because the security policy and posture and security in the network has given you that peace of mind yeah wow okay so we've talked a bit. We talked about our an analytics and behavioral analytics, and we've talked that from a security perspective. Mm. Is that the only kind of analytics we can get? There must be more value to the analytics than just security. There's much more, but just not rather than focus on loads of different analytics. Let's just focus on one, which okay. is CMX. Okay, so that's our connected mobile experience. Mm. Absolutely, we've done a podcast on that though. Fantastic. There we are. So, um, so it's nice, but it's bringing it all together, yeah, actually, yeah. of where we've talked about CMX, and, you, you, and you're going to now bring that in and, and show how that's part of our DNA architecture. Absolutely. So if you look at a, a, a retail store, as an example, and this is true for hospitality, it's actually what we're seeing now is, is the ability to be able to identify uh, movement is becoming more than just advantageous for retailers, mm -hmm. it's becoming advantageous for enterprise organizations mm -hmm. and manufacturing. Mm -hmm. So they can see the utilization yeah. of spaces in buildings mm -hmm. and understand whether those spaces are really needed or not, or can we downsize the building or do we need to increase the building, utilization of, of products in a manufacturing mm -hmm. process. So that's sort of using, just to remind people, that's the Wi-Fi, using Wi-Fi analytics, so using... It's using the blue dot phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. Right? So but but in, for inside. For inside, right? Yeah. So, so from a retail perspective, it's watching footfall yeah. and footfall around the retail, dwell yeah, yeah, time, yeah. etc., and being able to push data to people to 
to get mm. them more interested in offers and, uh, and you know prom promotions that you might have but then bringing it into the enterprise understanding the, f the, the flow of traffic within your building yeah, where people yeah. are spending more of their time etc yeah. um, and in manufacturing are we using the processes and, and, and services in an effective way mm. in healthcare you know where the devices how quickly can we get yeah. to critical devices um, a defibrillator, defibrillator yeah, yeah. for example. Finding it, yeah, so so, so leveraging that yeah. blue dot, leveraging analytics about where things are, the yeah. movement of things, location of things, and being able to leverage that data much more effectively. Because that's something you I mean I've seen a, a lot in now, especially in sort of education, in higher education, where they have Wi Fi everywhere. You mean students live on Wi Fi, yeah. the whole university is on pretty much on Wi Fi. And being able to then, and, and the one thing they, the university have to do is measure utilization of their space. Mm. They need to, yeah. they mm. need to make sure that their classrooms, are, the right classrooms are being used for that, the right amount of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're expensive resources, isn't it? And yeah. things like that. So that's where we've seen universities now go, well, this is an interesting proposition that we've never really had before. Mm. And why can't we use this Wi-Fi analytical data mm. to be able to uh, provide us with this information? And it's quite exciting when you sit there and you show them, mm -hmm. and I'm not showing this to IT people, I've been showing this mm -hmm. to real estate managers. Yeah. Say, look how the network can help you, give you information you never had before. Yeah. But they were done with uh, a clipboard, a man on a clipboard, yeah. a person with a clipboard walking around for two weeks, yeah. just yes. counting people and on then it's, And then it's out of date. And well, it's out of date. It boils back down to the point we made earlier about digital transformation and digital Correct. processes. If you can start to leverage that data which for a lot of people, that, that data is probably quite easy to extract, but yeah. it's a case of doing that process integration and saying, well, actually, how can that data then inform my process, change my process, improve yeah. the customer service? We, we, we're doing a trial at the moment with you know, a fairly reputable acute hospital in the UK. Is um, that the Welsh one? That would be the Welsh one that I'm not even going it? to attempt you mean, to pronounce So it. that would be Abertawi Brumoganog? Perfect. <laughs> it just happens to be my local health board, so yes. there you go. That's fine. So where where uh, patients will get um, a device in their the band when they check in with the name and details, yeah. and as a, a physician, a doctor, a surgeon approaches mm. them with their iPad, all their detail pop up. So they know immediately mm. what procedure to have, what medication to have, what's next, etc. And it can have. So it's again digitizing a man manual process, yeah. though, isn't it? A process that adds more security into it because. You're going, well, I've got the wristbands on the person. Yeah. Their details automatically come up. I'm not having to look at a clipboard, trying yeah. to read other people's handwriting. Yeah. I can then identify the person because I can look them in the face and yeah. go, right, is that the person that I'm seeing on this iPad? Mm. Correct. Wow. Right. And that's really about analytics, mm. leveraging data to make the experience of yeah. the patient much more effective, to make the service delivery in terms of the, the medication mm. and um, the care much more efficient for that patient. because. You know, people talk about bedside services and all of that kind of thing. When a patient goes into a hospital, there's only one thing they want. Absolutely. Make me better. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So how does the hospital deliver services to make that an efficient, mm. speedy, timely process so the patient leaves better mm. and has a great experience in the meantime? Again, yeah. leveraging analytics. So you can talk about analytics from being from understanding what's happening in your network, to understanding who's doing what in your network from a mm -hmm. behavioral perspective, to in verticals understanding from a, a, a retail perspective what all the shoppers are doing and where they are, footfall, dwell time, etc. to you know, healthcare where you're, you're actually delivering better services yeah. to the patients, to industry, to enterprises. So analytics become critical around helping you really make intelligent decisions instantaneously on how you shift and dynamically change to deliver um, different service or better service. Wow. So 
just to, to hopefully, I mean, that's been quite eye-opening for me um, because there's a huge amount of, of, of information and the way that the network is, is allowing me more to business. And that's the thing I would say I take the most from it is like the network or IT is now through DNA, through this yeah. digital network architecture, we can actually align that to proper business outcomes yes. and business benefits. So you right. could say be a, a CIO, CEO, going right, we need to the business do that. And, and with DNA, business and IT can go, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, actually, do you know we can do this as well yeah. and add more value? Yeah. So that's the thing I'm sort of taking, I, I'm taking that. So it's, I mean, we talked about security and how that's fundamental with policy, behavioral, Right. Analytics allowing us to be even more secure and dynamically secure. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, automation and how we can automate the network to allow to deliver services out to the branches as well as delivering services within the campus as well. And then start to look how it improves the user experience no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Pick me up if I'm not if I missed <laughs> anything. And then looking at sort of the analytical data that you can get it other than just behavioral and security analytics, but looking at how Wi-Fi analytics can give you that blue dot experience to allow you to make better business decisions and drive better outcomes mm-hmm. to people within the organizations or patients or students or whoever. Mm-hmm. Have I got it? Perfect. He really was listening. He I was, was listening. For a change. I know. I like to say it's not all written on the whiteboard in front of us. But <laughs> it's, it's, and for me, the really exciting thing is, and I mentioned Avid at the start, yeah. you know, when, when we were selling uh, technology to customers around Avid, it was purely connectivity, right? And driving inline power mm. uh, so that you could connect phones and all of that kind of stuff. But it was was technology and it was product, it's not that anymore. Right? This is helping organizations build from the ground up an architectural methodology around their network and, and, and yeah. architecture to be able to deliver, like you said, instantaneous, real-time, critical business decisions, whether it be security, whether it be services, whether it be a change of business direction based on the analytics, yeah. but being able to automate it, orchestrate the network, control the network differently, deliver increased user experience mm-hmm. and then security there in the network just yeah. tying it all together brilliant so um, if customers want to know any more about this they can go to cisco.com forward slash go forward slash DNA yes I am guessing at that but I'm sure it's right that's usually the, the usually the, pretty the, much usually the pretty style, style, yeah. Yeah. Um, or if you've got any questions uh, you can contact the podcast as well at, uh, at Justin Woolen or you can even ping me an email at justin.woolen at cisco.com two words and one L um, Ivan Thank you so much. That's been really good. Pleasure. There you go. It's always great to have an Irishman in the room. Uh, next time we'll do it, we'll do it when the Six Nations on and then we can have it and we'll try and get a Scotsman in the room as well. And we do it at Cardiff Arms Park at about 3.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, well, about half past two usually a kick-off. <laughs> um, thanks, Mark, for, for, for being Pleasure the co-host. Well. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks so much for listening. So we'll uh, see you on the next podcast.